when he Vayigdal Moshe, he grew up already. He was perhaps around 20 or so. And he goes out to, was looking to see, find out what's going on with his brethren. Vayar Besiblotam. It says Vayar Besiblotam. He saw their burden. What do you mean he saw their burden? He felt it. He shared the pain of his brothers. And he took action. There are some people who feel bad about somebody else, but they take a laid back attitude. Not Moshe Rabbeinu. They saw an Egyptian man unjustly beating up a Hebrew. What did he do? Aha, uh-huh, he took action. He said, this is no good. He cannot, Moshe Rabbeinu cannot stand injustice. Vayachet Mitzri. He hit him, killed him, buried him in the sand. This is one case, another case. He sees two Jews fighting. And it was that Datan and uh, Abiram they were fighting each other. What he said to them, why you evil man hitting your friend and of course the word spread out that he he killed the Mitzvah before and Moshe Rabbeinu was forced to flee he had to run away he went to Midian and there again he sees the Roim, the shepherds they were pushing away he throws daughters they won't let them take from the water, from the well. They chased them out. Moshe Rabbeinu could not stand the injustice. And he fought them. He chased them away and let the daughters of Yitro drink. Now, look what it says. We have here the first case was Mitzri, a goy, with, with a Jew. Makay ish evri. The second case was a Jew and a Jew. The third case was a Goy and a Goy. Now you might say, well, what's his business? They're going anyway, right? Well, the idea here is this. It's part of his nature. A leader cannot stand injustice. He feels that this is part of himself. There are two things we learn from here. One, a leader cannot stand injustice. Two, no sebe all. He feels, he shares the burden of his brothers. There's another case that is talked about in the Midrash. The Midrash says that one time, as Moshe Rabbeinu was leading, he was a roi, he was a shepherd. He was he was uh, leading his. Uh, his herd, and one of the lambs ran away. So Moshe Rabbeinu ran after it until he caught, he caught it. And he found they was drinking water from a pond. So he said, if I knew you wanted to drink, I would have taken you on my shoulders and bring you to that pond and drink. At that moment, Hashem declared, this is 
the proper leader. Just as you have so much concern for your sheep, you are the right one to have concern, no sebe all, for my people. Now, before we go on, this particular case, there's an interesting question because there seems to be a little problem here. What's the problem? Let's say Moshe was uh, tending to about uh, 200 sheep. One of them runs away. So he runs after it and leaves 199 alone. If there isn't a fox or a wolf around there, you can have a feast. How come? Let me give you an example. A professional thief wants to take the steel from a store. So he doesn't go in and steals. He sends a young boy. He tells him, you know what? Go inside that store there and grab something and run. So he goes, he grabs an item from the store. He runs away. The owner of the store is angry. He runs after him. Meantime, the store has no protection. The real professional thief comes in, and he steals a lot. Perhaps it's the same thing here. He goes after one and leaves the others. The answer is not the same at all. Why? Because Hashem made one law of nature. If you have a whole bunch of animals together, then the attacker, whether it's a wolf or a deer or, or, a, or a lion, they will not attack if they are going together. For example, if you have a hundred deers running together, a lion is nearby, he will not attack. He will not attack. But as soon as one of them would separate from them, from there, and goes on his own, then he will pounce on him and eat him up. Moshe Rabbeinu knew the importance of being united. When the sheep are united, when the deers are all united, nothing, no harm can come to them. Well, now, what's the idea behind all these anecdotes? The Torah wants to emphasize the essence the behavior of the leader of Israel. How Moshe Rabbeinu was zocheh to be the leader of the Bnei Israel. One of his zechuyot was, first of all, he couldn't stand injustice. Secondly, there was no sebeol. See, the general person, when he sees someone in trouble or pain, he may feel a pang of pity and realize... Really, I, I, I should help. He may feel great sympathy, but fails to take action. He stands outside of the situation. When that person bears the yoke with your fellow, with your fellow man, when you see and feel everything he does, you share his burden, sense his pain and suffering, then... You are a great leader. Now, let me tell you a short story which somehow illustrates something like this. About 250 years ago, in Europe, 
our brothers, the Ashkenazim, unfortunately, were not well, they were not uh, well off. The Goyim were always after them. They could not own real estate. Uh, many, many kinds of jobs were forbidden to them. They were in a bad situation. But Baruch Hashem, somehow, they managed to survive. With the help of the Torah, with the help of Kadush Baruch Hu, they managed. But the story goes that in one of the towns there, one day, there was this old man, blind, walking with his nine-year-old son, leading him. Where were they going? It was late afternoon. And they were going to what they called at the time the soup kitchen. In other words, being there were so many poor people then, those that were more well off, they made a, uh, a, a kitchen for them and they can come at least have one meal a day. One meal. A little soup, perhaps a little piece of meat, a little bread, whatever. They had something at least. So as they were working every evening like that, people would watch them and each one would say, Ah, what a pitiful sight. Ah, and go back home. One late afternoon, a man, a very hush of a man, looks at the same, looks at this uh, old man with his son and he stops them right there. And he talks to the son. He says to him, where are you going? We're going to the soup kitchen. He says to them, why are you going to go there? Come to my house. I'll give you a much better meal. Come, be my guest. So the old man says to his son, what, what, what's going on? Why are you talking to strangers? Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. I'm hungry. So the kid uh, tells his father, look, there's a, there's a man here. He's inviting us. He's telling us to go eat by him. So the old man says, tell him, no, 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 no. Maybe he wants money. We have no money. We're poor people. We have nothing. So he says, no, don't worry. I don't want anything from you. Just come. Come to my house. He says, where do you live? Well, we have a, a room. It's very cold. And, and it's humid and wet. He says, come to my house. You'll eat. It's nice. It's warm. and It's dry. He takes them. Gives him dinner. And at the end of the dinner, he says to them, stay here. Stay by me. Be my guest for good. Just like that? Yeah. And he says, you know, I would take this, the, the child and I will take him to Cheder. The Ashkenazim, Cheder was like Something similar to uh, uh, the yeshiva for kids. As soon as the kid heard that, his eyes lit up. He was yearning. Mama, she was eager to learn. He took him to Cheder. A year later, the father passed away. 
but the son stayed until he was 21 when he got married. Who was that son? None other than Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, who was the Rav of a town in Europe for many decades, town of Brody. And who was the man that actually acted and not just was pitiful? The Magid Miduvna. Magid Miduvna. Duvna Magid. Yes, Duvna Magid. Duvna Magid was different from the rest of the world. Why? Everyone sees. They have mercy. Yeah, yeah, they have pity. No action. He acted. Moshe Rabin was that way. He acted. But perhaps because Moshe Rabin was such a great leader, he loved his people so much, perhaps that is why there was a little problem at the end of last week's parasha. And in the beginning of this week's parasha that we learned, that we read yesterday, he says, Vaidaber, Elohim, Moshe, Vaidaber, not Vayomer, Vaidaber, and Rashi brings, he says, Brings the Midrash, Vaidaber, Diber, it elaf kashot. He spoke to him tough. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was such a great leader, he felt for his people. When he went to Paro, and said, let my people go. Let my people out. What did Paro do? He made them work even harder. Prior to that, there were, there were the, the, the straw was supplied to them, and all they had to do is make the bricks. Now they have to go ahead, get the straw themselves, and make the bricks, and keep the same quota of bricks as before, which was impossible. And the officers that, that, that were in charge, I'm talking about the Hebrew officers in charge, they were being hit by the Egyptians because they're not meeting their quarter. So Moshe Rabbeinu felt so bad he wanted to tell Hashem, Why did you do bad for these people? Now, this is not something that a leader would say. But perhaps we can excuse him because he felt so bad. But now, the Midrash says something which is very interesting here. And there's a question on that too. So, Akadush Baruch Hu said to him, Atatire, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Paro. You'll see. Meaning, all the miracles that's going to happen. And the Midrash says, you're going to see now what's going to be with Paro, but you're not going to see what's going to be with the 31 kings in Eretz Yisrael. In other words, he's already telling him now, according to the Midrash, that he's not going to go to Eretz Yisrael. Ah, very interesting. But this Midrash is a little bit uh, schwer, you know, the question here. He's telling him now he's not going to answer, but we all know the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was not, is not, didn't go into it is because of Me Meribah. When Hashem told Moshe to talk to the stone, to make a Kiddush Hashem by talking to the stone, 
Instead, he hid the stone. Now, by talking to the stone, there's a Kiddush Hashem, because then the people will say, look, a stone is told to do something, and it obeys the command, and we, the Bnei Israel, who have Sechel, will not obey. But hearing is not the same. So Hashem told him, Bishwa, Rashi says, Bishwa, you're not going to go in. So we know that's the reason. So why are we saying, Atatir, and now you're going to see now? And this is like the very beginning now. But he's not going to go inside this Israel? Well, you might say, you know what? There's a, there's a difference. Uh, sure, uh, he can pray. If it was only this question here where they told Hashem Mama Ota, Moshe Rabbeinu could pray, make a prayer, and perhaps by praying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, will have a, a mercy, Rahmanut will let him. But the second one, the Memeriba, it was a Shivua. That's tough. A Shivua, even the prayer, may not help. This is one of the reasons they give. But I want to give a different reason. Something that I heard once was very, very interesting, the Torah. The Rambam says the following. If a Navi, let's say, comes and tells us some kind of a prophecy, he says, I heard from Hashem something that's going to be something bad. A, Hashem can change Hashem can take back that bad nevoah. But if a Navi comes and says something good, that would never change. Good? No. Bad? Yeah. We see on uh, Yom Kippur, Minha, we read Yonah. The Haftarav Yonah. And Yonah tells the people in Nineveh, the Nineveh is going to be destroyed, but they made Teshuvah. It was a bad nevoah. But Hashem took it back. Why? They made Teshuvah. They took it back. We see many, many cases like that. That's if it is, Nevoah is bad. If the Nevoah is good, Hashem does not take it back. If good, Hashem, He will keep His word no matter what. But what happens if a Nevoah is bad for someone, but good also for someone else? Now we have bad and good now. What happens then? Well, what we say in such a case is, since there is something already good declared for someone, Hashem is not going to change. He won't change it. So, at this point now, Atatir E, he was the leader. Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader. And Hashem told him he won't go. That's purely bad nevoah. It could change. But when he was praying to Hashem, at that point, he had already appointed a successor to him that's going to take the Bnei Israel into Eretz Israel. There was already something good for Yeshua. So if it was something good for Yeshua and bad for him, it's good and bad. Good and bad, Akadosh Baruch does not change his mind. That's it. It has to be that way. So when he prayed a lot, when Moshe Rabbe prayed Mispar Veit Hanan of prayers, Hashem told him, Rablach, that's it, stop. 
we already have someone, a successor. And then if I was good for him, we can't change it. So this is the the thing that uh, we find actually uh, some cases like that in the Tanakh also. Uh, but right now, I, I, I don't have the time to go through that. But this is something that is very quite interesting. But again, we mentioned before that the, the Nebuah Moshe Rabbeinu was extremely special. The leadership was special. And if we can learn some lesson here, even though we don't think we are going to be leaders at all, it doesn't matter. We always have to try to copy a leader, to copy the good qualities of a leader. And that is to try to be no all with our people. Not only our family, but that everybody does. Our wives and children, they're not a problem. But even if it happens to be someone who is not so close to us, feeling feeling uh, merciful or pitiful is only a quarter of the uh, of the situation now a good person would actually act on it and that's what we're looking for we have to act we have to do something and we hope we will be that way and that will increase unity between us and as we have more ahdud between us, then Be'ezat Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu will send us our Mashiach Sidkinu. Amen. Please, again, I just want to remind everyone that this particular station only lives through contributions. And the more you try and make an effort to help, the better the chance that this particular station will stay up. And if you have any simha, please contact us at SLC. We have a beautifully renovated hall. We can accommodate any simha that you have. Shalom Aleichem, Shavuot Tov.